We carry the fire. I am Matt Bratchrood, and my podcast is dedicated to fueling the fire that's inside of you so that we can be torch carriers, bringing light to the darkness and warmth to a cold world. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. It is late night, and I am recording to get you this message early on a Tuesday morning. We are in our series, Order to Chaos. We did part one, light. Part two, let there be limits or boundaries. Part three, today, let there be land. In creation, in the beginning, when God created it all, there was chaos. And our lives can be like that. Our lives can be filled with chaos. That word chaos, formless, void, disorder, confusion. But God quickly brought order to the chaos and made it something beautiful. This whole existence that we see, earth and the sun, the moon and the stars and the planets and everything God created from animals to leaves and uh, this perfect habitat that we live within is amazing. And it all started with chaos. And if your life is in chaos, if you have a relationship in chaos, if your health is in chaos, God can bring order and beauty to that chaos. And he embedded this truth within creation. The creation narrative teaches us a lot about how to bring order to our lives, and more importantly, how God brings order to our lives. So, let's jump into it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, verse 2, and the earth was formless and void, darkness was on the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. Formless, confusion, empty, wasteland, that's the word tohu in Hebrew, void, wabohu, emptiness, void, waste, this is all review, darkness, the Hebrew word wahosak means obscurity, and the deep, the tohom the abyss, the deep sea, all of existence was water. And we talked about, it's quite a bit different than what we were taught in, uh, in school growing up about a big bang. When we read the Bible, God created water and it was chaotic and formless. And then he created space. He said, let there be light. And that light brought order. And then he said, let there be a firmament, these boundaries to divide the waters above from the waters below. And we need to have boundaries in our life. We need to have light, God's truth in our life. And today we come to verse 9, the third part of how to bring order to the chaotic areas of your life, or maybe your entire life is chaos, let there be land. So we have light, we have limits, we have land. Hopefully you've started applying some of those first two truths. Let there be light, let there be truth, God's truth uh, uh, reflecting and shining into our lives and being honest with ourselves, being honest with our loved ones, uh, calling things what they are, not letting that dragon just be a thousand dragons in the darkness, but isolating that dragon in the light and slaying it. And then we talked about limits. Let God's boundaries be your boundaries and beautiful life can abound in that situation. And then we come to verse 9, let there be land. God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place and let dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and herb yielding seed after its kind, and tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after its kind. And God saw that it was good. God created solid ground to live on. The water was not a good place for mankind to live. 
the constant motion, the moisture would not provide a good foundation for God's design for human life. Humans would need something more solid, something stable, something motionless. And God spoke ground into existence. The Spirit of God, remember from the beginning, was hovering over the deep, the tohoam, the abyss, that chaos. But the Spirit of God was there. And the Spirit of God brought stability and solid ground. The Holy Spirit was hovering over the chaos and His Word brought solid ground for humans to live on. And the same is true in your life, in your situation. If life is chaotic and you don't know which way is up and there's no solid ground to stand on, you don't have a solid relationship to lean on, maybe you feel alone and upside down in life and everything you do just seems to fall apart or drift out to sea. There's no solid ground. I'm telling you right now, the Word of God will bring solid ground. Read it and start applying the Word of God. God spoke in this narrative and that Word that He spoke created dry, solid ground. God's Word, the Bible, as you read it, as you learn it, as you apply it, you can begin to set your feet on solid ground. And His Holy Spirit all along was hovering over the chaos. I can smell coffee. I'm in a back corner closet and I can smell coffee. And it's late at night. Who's brewing coffee in the middle of the night? I'm extremely curious. I'm tempted to walk away from the mic and go check this out, but I'm going to keep going. Live your life on solid ground. Build your life on God's Word and live according to His Spirit that is hovering right there over you. God's Word never changes. It is true and it is solid. We live in an abstract age where truth itself is in question. Not who's truth or who's right, who's wrong. The whole idea of truth is being questioned. Our culture is removing truth and attempting to remove truth as a concept altogether. That there is no truth is what they want the young people to grow up believing. And they replace truth with subjective perspectives. It's subjective. It's your perspective. That's the substitute for truth. You know what that really is? That really is the abyss. That leads to chaos. That is trying to build a life on chaotic waters, in utter darkness. What will the outcome of that be? No truth? Just subjective perspectives? No up, no down, no male, no female? Even in the text we read, everything was according to its kind, and its seed for itself was within itself, on the dry ground. We see that there is something dry and solid to place our lives on, and the world our culture is trying to tell us there is no solid ground. Everything is abstract, even down to gender. It's crazy. What's the result of that? What's the outcome of that? What was it in the beginning? It was chaos. There was no form. Everything was void. And the outcome will be chaos. The outcome of abstract perspectives rather than truth will be pain, will be brokenness, will be lostness, will be addiction to cope, will be suicide. We talk about the transgender suicide rates among teenagers. We say, what can we do for them? You know what we can do for them is give them some solid ground to stand on. Give them some boundaries, some limits. Shine the light, the truth of who they really are. You are a man. You are a woman. That's how you were born. That's how you were created. You are special. Psalm 139, God says He formed you. He fashioned you. He did it fearfully. He did it wonderfully. There aren't many times in the Bible where God was fearful, but when He was creating you, He was fearful. There was a reverence there. There was an awe there. There was a respect there. There was something special going on when He made you. You are special. You are 
are unique. No one has fingerprints like you. You are made in God's image. You are made something solid, something truthful, something unchangeable, something within you that makes you you that is immutable and unchangeable. It is on solid ground. That is the truth. That is the light. Those are the boundaries or the limits that God has set for you to live in and you can thrive within them. You can have a a fruitful life within them. You can see life abound from that kind of life and within that kind of life. However, where there is no truth, you can be a male today and a female tomorrow. How do you identify today? There is no boundary. There is no light. There is no limit. There is no solid ground. There is no up. There is no down. Of course, a 13-year-old is going to be utterly depressed, not knowing who they are, where they've come from, where they're going, not feeling special. I believe a lot of this transgender movement and the ones that I've known, individuals who have claimed to be transgender, say, I'm a a woman, but I'd like you to call me a man now, and they're young, they're teenagers. You look at their lives, and what they really want is attention. They want love. They want respect. When do you really, really pay attention to your car? You get in it every day. You get in it, you're thinking about where you're going to work, you're zoning out, maybe you're singing, you're praying, you're listening to the radio, you're paying attention to everything but your car. You're not paying attention to your car at all. Your car becomes an extension of your foot, just like you use your foot and legs to walk. You just press a few inches down with your right foot and your car is the thing that goes and it takes you where you're going and you really pay no attention to it. Until when? When is your whole world thrown upside down and you give all your attention and focus to your car? When is that? It's when it breaks down. It's when it acts up. It's when it doesn't function the way it's supposed to function that you focus. You give it all your attention. Your whole world is thrown in chaos and everything is about your car. You got to get your car back. You got places to go. You got places to be. You need people that you got you to pick them up. You got to get the kids to school. You got to get the kids to their sports. You got uh, so-and-so has got to get to work. I got to get to work and everything's thrown in and all the focus becomes, how can I get this car fixed? How fast can I get it fixed? The whole focus is on the car. You might even lose sleep about the repairs of the car. It's all about the car. And I believe a lot of young men and women, boys and girls, go this abstract, no truth, no male, no female, no up, no down, when they desperately need attention. They need the focus, and maybe they're not getting it in all the positive, regular avenues. And so they throw the whole world into chaos, their whole family into chaos, and everyone pays attention to them, and some negatively, some positively. They get all this positive reinforcement. All of a sudden, the world's listening to them, and everyone wants to know what they have to say, and what is your name now, and all of these things. But what they really want is love. What they really want is attention. And like that car, it's there every day. It's doing the right stuff every day, and it's not getting the attention until it breaks down. Not a perfect analogy, but I think you get what I'm saying. The youth who are getting pulled into this movement, I believe vast majority of them do so because they don't have boundaries. They don't know God's light, God's truth, which is an amazing truth of love, of uniqueness, of a great plan for their lives, a a brilliant future. And they don't have the solid ground to stand on. And so they intentionally throw everything they know into chaos and they get the attention they so crave. It's no wonder there's a high suicide rate there. There's no truth, no light, no limits, no boundaries, no value. Where there is chaos, there's no value in anything. Where there's no direction, where there's no clear lines drawn, where there's no rules to a game, there's no value to that game. You can never win that game. So of course there's going to be high depression. And let me tell you this about this idea about your truth. We have this whole thing, your truth, my truth. 
Your truth only matters as it determines how far into the abyss you will sink. I'll say it again. Your truth, what you believe about life, doesn't matter much. It only matters as it will determine how far into the abyss you will sink, how chaotic your life will become, and how much you pull others into your chaos. The depths to which you will sink depends on how far your truth is from God's truth. The depths into the chaos that you will sink depends on how far your truth is from God's truth. If the truth you live by, the truth you believe in, is very close to God's word, you're going to have very little chaos in your life. You're going to have very little chaos in your heart. You're going to have very little chaos in your emotions. You're going to be solid. You got solid ground to stand on. However, if your truth, what you believe about life, is very far from God's truth and God's word, your life is going to be one chaotic event after another. There's no solid ground to stand on. God's truth is the solid ground. And if you trust it, if you build your life on it, you will be stable. More than stable, you will be productive. You will be fruitful. The text we read talked about grass yielding fruit according to its kind, herbs you know, growing after their kind and their seed within themselves and fruit growing after all according to their kind. It was all a part of God's order to grow on solid ground, which is God's word. You know, we've had Jonathan on this podcast a few times. Um, the last one I think he was on was called uh, Lessons from Lone Survivor. If you missed that one, go back and listen to it. One of the early ones Jonathan was on was called Never Give Up. And Jonathan tells his story, story of drug addiction, story of divorce, court order, not allowed to see his kids. And he starts turning it around at NA and AA and starts coming to church. And I met him. He got really serious about his faith and his walk with God. And he was in every prayer meeting. And he was, uh, he was in every, every weekend church service. He even started playing drums with the worship team. He got a job and then he applied for a job at Boeing. And his life went from chaos and step after step as he walked in line with God's word. It became from chaos to order. He met a girl along the way and he talked to me about dating this girl maybe that he met online. And I said, no, man, no, you don't need that chaos. Just keep walking the line. Keep doing the good things you're doing. And for once in my life in ministry, someone listened. And he did. He, he declined the date and he kept going. He got a job at Boeing. He got promoted and he got promoted again. And then that court order where he couldn't see his kids was dropped. And now as it stands, he's getting to father his kids, getting to be a great influence on his children. He's got a great job and his life has gone from as chaotic as pretty much anyone I've ever met to great order. It's gone from fruitless to fruitful. And it's all because he learned God's light, God's truth. He learned God's limits for his life, God's boundaries. And he's started to build on God's solid land, light, limits, and land. Your life will go from order to chaos. Matthew 16, verses 16 through 18, Peter answered, Jesus, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. On this rock, what is the rock? The rock is the truth that Jesus is the Christ. If you build your life, on the fact that Jesus is your Savior, you will be on solid ground. And even the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Build your life on that truth, that Jesus is the Son of God, your Savior. I would encourage you to surround yourself with people of faith who are also building on God's Word. And then look to pull others out of the abyss, out of the chaos, and help them build a life on solid ground.
You've heard that saying, he made his bed, now he has to lay in it. Maybe you haven't. But it means that the choices they made added up to the result that they now have to deal with. I heard a story of a man who was a contractor, he was a builder, and he was ready to retire. He told his, his partner that he was going to retire, this would be the last house they would build together. And upon the conclusion of that house, his business partner said, one more house, buddy, let's do one more house together. He really didn't want to, but long story short, he talked him into it. On this final house build, uh, the man, the contractor, kind of cut every corner, used leftover materials. He knew the foundation wasn't great. He knew that the plumbing wasn't done really well. He knew that some of the electrical stuff was a little wonky and things like the flooring was going to maybe uh, have uh, some problems in the near future. His heart wasn't in it. He just slopped through it. And when it was finally done, business partners may say, yeah, let's go for lunch, celebrate your final build. Let's meet at the house we just built. All right, fine, fine, fine. They met on the porch of the house. And the builder's partner took some keys out of his pocket and smiled and said, here you go, buddy. He said, what is this? He said, this last house that you built, I wanted it built for you. This is yours. And the man's heart sunk into his stomach as he realized the house that he was building all along would be his own house. He would have done it entirely differently had he realized he was building a house that would be gifted to him. How would you live your life? If you know in the end, the result is yours to own. Because every day you're making choices. How's my foundation going to be? Am I going to build on a strong foundation today? You know, how are those things unseen behind the walls and under the floors and the piping? How's all that going to be taken care of? Because I should do it with, with, with great care and with great reverence. In other words, the choices we make and the decisions that we face every day, our actions, our thoughts, our attitudes, they're all going to determine the life that we're going to be given in the end. We're going to make our bed and then we're going to have to lay in it. So I would encourage you, build your life on solid ground. God said, let there be land. Day one, let there be light, truth, revelation. Day two, let there be limits, boundaries. Let God's boundaries be your boundaries. Day three, let there be land, solid ground, real truth to build on. Will you build on God's truth? You will see your life go from chaos to order. That's the podcast for today. Look forward to the next one. And until next time, keep carrying the fire.